Welcome to What's on Your Souls, a relational podcast where you can relax and enjoy conversation, inspiration, encouragement, and motivation in a judgment-free space. Don't continue to drag around that emotional debris. Here's what's next on this episode. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I probably had no less than six or seven parents contact me in regards to having some concerns about their college-age children who had been away, some of them first semester, some of them not, some of them two or three, four years in, and they came back and it came to the attention of a parent or parents that there might be some concern about decisions that were being made. Have a seat on the porch and let's examine what's on your soul. Welcome to the What's On Your Soul podcast. This is Mia, and I'm so glad that you are here. Well, it just gets better and better. In fact, I am so excited that I can't contain that and delineate that from the fact of we have to move to this podcast, but my guest today is Jordan Walters. Jordan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so privileged and I'm so honored that you are here today. So Jordan, I was thinking about before you arrived today on the porch, how I came to know you. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the beauties of life is being very intentional in acknowledging how people come into your life Mm -hmm. and not treating people as disposable or unintentional to know the purpose of them. So I knew your parents before I knew you, of course, and I knew your older brother because he is the same age as my son. So life is very interesting if you pay attention about how things come to be and how they're connected. Mm -hmm. So there was a group that I was asked to start in my home after having known you for, I don't even know how many years, Jordan, I watched you go through school and just seeing you and then also had a relationship with you through your family at church. And then as crazy as life is, Uh, and as creative as God can be, uh, you arrived at my porch again in my home. Mm -hmm. So I am glad to know you because um, there's so many reasons, but now you have become a wisdom giver and your life has transitioned. You're a young adult now doing young adult things and now you have wisdom to bring to the table. So I'm so glad to have you again. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life. Um, yeah, so I just had my first semester of college. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, so that was a whole um, whirlwind, but it was really cool because, you know, right as I um, finished up that semester, I get a text from my mom saying, hey, we have small group, um, like in December, um, at your house. And I got to see the girls that, um, I got to spend like my whole senior year just kind of dissecting life and, um, different concepts about, you know, what it means to be in high school and to um, be a black um, young, young woman, sorry. Um, so yeah, that was, that was super special. So, and I got to talk to them all about, you know, what it meant to be, um, to finish up my first semester uh, in a new environment in Missouri. Uh, that's not where I'm from. Um, and yeah, so that was, that's kind of what's been been going on it is what's been going on so there's this interesting thing about life and you might not realize this yet Jordan because you're still a young adult is that it is just such a clever way that everything kind of connects and comes back Mm -hmm. so this group that meets at the house periodically when you all can get through your schedules and give me a little time 
I love it because everyone gets to sit down, all these young women, and just talk about on a rocking chair level what's going in, on in their lives, what they're concerned about, what their worries and fears are about, what their accomplishments or their joys are, in a safe environment where they can express it amongst their peers and get input and information about it. Mm -hmm. And so when we come back, we're gonna jump a little bit more into it. We're gonna take a pause on the porch and we'll be right back. More conversation on the way from What's On Your Souls with Mia. In the meantime, if you have a comment, log on with your laptop or smartphone to miaembro.com. That's M-I-A-M-B-R-O-H.com. From the audio player, click the leave a comment link. Let your voice be heard. Now, back to more of What's on Your Souls. All right, Jordan, shoes off. Yeah, shoes are off. You up in the rocking chair? Yes. You feeling comfortable on the porch? Yeah. It's a beautiful day today. Sun is shining. I love to feel that warmth. 60s, 60s weather. It's good stuff, isn't it? All right, so we're going right in. So, Jordan, I want to be, other than the fact that I just love the fact of having you here with me on the porch in this space and how honored I am. I do want to say that part of my reason uh, to invite you to this table is between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm -hmm. I probably had no less than six or seven parents contact me in regards to having some concerns about their college-age children who had been away Some of them first semester, some of them not. Some of them two or three, four years in. And they came back and it came to the attention of a parent or parents that there might be some concern about decisions that were being made. And that could cover a continuum of decisions. We've talked about this before. Maybe that has anything to do with not going to class, not getting up and going to class, sleeping the whole time. Maybe that has to do with they've made the choice to indulge in drugs. Maybe it has to do with sex, that they have fallen in love per se for the first time and they've just lost their mind and they can't seem to function. We're gonna we're gonna take a pause for a minute. We're gonna do a timeout for a minute. Okay, I'm right back. Okay, and then third or fourth or whatever, just whatever it is, like a friend has disappointed them, they just haven't done whatever the parent felt that he or she should do. So I thought, who better than to have at or on the porch than someone who is living that in real time, other than people just throwing out their opinions, which is what happens most of the time, right? People throw about out opinions about things of which they don't know currently. Mm-hmm. So I thought we will bring you because you have demonstrated that you do that so lovely. So first mm-hmm. of all, I want to ask you, how's first semester been for you at co- oh, in man. college? Um, I when people ask me this, I I very I try to be very um, honest, um, in the sense that first semester was not easy. Um, it was not an easy transition. Um, academically, like I knew that was not really going to be where the struggle was um, because I'd been in such a um, academically rigorous environment my whole entire life. Um, But it was really, really difficult to um, adjust to such a different lifestyle um, and to have to find find like-minded people that were chasing the same, um, after the same vision as I was. Um, and so navigating that and being patient um, was probably the hardest thing 
that I had to do this semester because I'm not a very patient person and I also wasn't very patient with myself because I didn't realize that I really don't adjust to change well. Um, and yeah, so that made, I almost gave myself more obstacles this semester um, just because of not not giving myself grace and not giving myself, you know, that time to just adjust to the okay. new life. There's a couple of things that you said that I'm going to break down because we're mm -hmm. always trying to move through this at a rocking chair level mm -hmm. at a um, pace that is comfortable for people to learn and to apply and to move through better. So you said something about just learning how to do it well like do it with grace mm -hmm. and so what did that first semester of college feel like to you in real terms what were the so i'm gonna break it down and hold you tight in your answering this because i want you to be very specific what were the challenges mm -hmm. what do you feel you were prepared for mm -hmm. what did you feel you might not have been as prepared for what was a surprise mm -hmm. and then um just your thoughts on the whole experience in general, what you thought you were going to be going into it and what you have learned this first semester. Yeah, so I thought that I was going to be um, way more equipped, um, but I also didn't know half the things I was getting myself into. I didn't realize that everything was kind of going to hit me at once. Like what I was does that be, mean? What's like everything? I, I didn't realize that I was going to have to uh, make sure that I go to class, make sure that I stay um, clean, make sure that I clean my room, make sure that I have a happy roommate, make sure that I you know, do all of these different things. And it was all happening at once. Um, and so it was really overwhelming and I wasn't really ready for that because I feel like when people talk about college, they just talk about the glitz and glam of it, but they don't always talk about what are you actually getting yourself into? Um, and, you know, I had a chance of going back to my high school and um, I think our academic dean was asking me like, did you feel prepared? And I was like, for, for the academics, yes, but for the life, no. Um, and that wasn't, it's really hard to prepare for something when you don't, when everybody's going to have a different sort of, um, what's the word, uh, like a, a, a different experience with it. Um, and for me, I think, you know, one of the things that really made my situation a bit harder was I, I'm very particular when it comes to my friends and I'm not just gonna let anybody close to me, like anybody in my inner circle, um, because, you know, they have to be running after the same goals. Um, and in the sense of like, I really need to find a faith-oriented group. Um, and that was something that was I wasn't going to sacrifice on. Um, and so finding those people that I could do life with took time, and I wasn't really being patient um, with myself in that. Um, so, okay, I'm going to interrupt you a little bit yeah. there. So what happens sometimes is that we get conversations or calls in where parents will say, so then my child is all alone. They're not finding friends well. Mm -hmm. They're not finding someone who want, who's running in the same way. With no judgment, because people have preferences and there's diversity. But to find a like-minded person is rather affirming. Mm -hmm. And it does help when you're transitioning in so many ways. So what did that feel like for you in your quest to find people that you felt were running in the same direction? What did that feel like in real time? Um, so I really, I remember 
um, having to almost like let down my expectations a little bit. Like I, you know, would find people and I'd be like, oh, well, this part about them, you know, doesn't make them like, you know, the exact person that I'm looking for. But, you know, just being open, um, I had to remind myself, like, just be open to this to this new relationship. Just see what God has in store. Um, and that that was something that I had to like kind of actively remind myself of. And there are a lot of things that I kind of had to actively remind myself of um, throughout the semester. And that being one of them, just because, you know, at the end of the day, like you're in college, you don't know literally anybody yet. Um, and, and so just give people time to show themselves, like show who they are. Um, and that, yeah, I, I would say, you know, just, I learned patience in a lot of different um, different lenses, and I think that's kind of one of them. So, what did you learn about your family that you came from, and how did that play into an increase of awareness and knowledge as you were in your college experience? Mm-hmm. What did you confirm about the, your family? Um, so, I'd say, like to start, my brother, who's twenty one, um, is a senior in college. There are random things that he's, we're not random, um, just things that he said to me that have really like stuck with me over the years. And um, one of those things just being how our parents have, you know, hold us, you know, held us a special place in his heart over the many years that um, he's been in college. And, you know, they, just things like that kind of like stuck with me. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to really work on my relationship with my parents. And, um, I kind of fostered that throughout high school um, and grew really close with my mom and um, just, you know, because of being a woman and, you know, things that you got to deal with. And so my mom is my person. Um, and so that really kept me grounded, you know, throughout college. And that was kind of the scariest thing. Like I remember journaling about that and just, you know, feeling like I was going to, um, I was going to, uh, you know, stray away from the person that I am. But, my mom especially um, reminds me that it's okay to um, to not always feel like there's a direction, and that was kind of one of the things that I also struggled with, you know, throughout the semester was just finding clarity, because um, everything was very foggy. I did not know where I was going, and my mom was just a great reminder that it's okay, and it's you know there's you're going to find that um, you're going to find that path eventually. Um, and yeah, so I would call her like on average about three times a day. That's not even <laughs> exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just because I would talk to her about things and I'd just be like, mom, like this is what happened. Even if it was, you know, may seem trivial. Um, it was just important for me to, to keep in contact with them because at the end of the day, I had to realize like they know more than me and they can teach me something because they've been in college and they've done this um, and they've been uncomfortable before and I was very uncomfortable my first semester but it was about you know resting in that and finding uh, finding peace in that so yeah okay so we're gonna come right back this is so good you know I was thinking about you just even talking about uncomfortable Jerry and I talked about this in a previous podcast about somehow we think discomfort means it's not right Mm -hmm. and that is so not true Mm -hmm. very little evolution happens if without discomfort Mm -hmm. and so when we come back we're going to jump a little bit more into it we're going to take a pause on the porch and we'll be right back while we're having great conversation with what's on your souls with mia imbro we wanted to thank you for listening and we look forward to hearing from you at miaimbro.com 
There you can get caught up on previous shows, comment, or even give us feedback. All right, let's get back to our final segment as we wrap up What's on Your Souls. So Jordan, we're back on the porch. I'm so glad to have you back. You still have your shoes off? I do. I have one question as we're kind of moving towards the end because we want to make sure we are respectful of our listeners' time. But I did think this. What is a memorable thing that your teacher or some other person of influence did in your life that was indelible and helped you as you moved into this whole college experience? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Um, that was priceless that you think like this was a game changer for me. When I look at me amongst my peers and mm-hmm. I think if I didn't know this, if I didn't feel this, if I wasn't assured of this, it would make it even more challenging. What is that one thing? I would say, so I had a, um, a teacher friend. I was really close with a lot of my teachers um, in high school, and there was one that um, was there from the time I was a sophomore to the time I graduated. Um, and that was, the, that was duration, the duration of time that she actually worked at the school, too. Um, and it was interesting because that relationship was as long as she was going to be in my life. And so she, like, we don't talk anymore. But um, I had to understand, like, that people are in your life sometimes for seasons. Absolutely. Um, and, and so to me, you know, I still get, it's still really, um, that relationship still means a lot to me because, and I was having to, like, ask myself, like, why, why does it still hurt me that, you know, we're not mm-hmm. friends anymore? Um, but it's because... I think she was the first person that really taught me what a godly friendship is, um, and because that's what our found that's what our relationship was um, founded on, um, because we were in an environment of people of kind of a different faith, and we were um, we were of the same faith, and so we kind of we just bonded over that, and so you know she really taught me just what what it looks like in the importance of having um, Christ-centered friendships in your life. And yeah, so I think that was something that really like stuck with me and kind of um, led me to a year of intentionality and a year of, you know, let's pick our friends wisely and uh, things like that. So. What do you think, uh, what's the greatest gift your parents gave you that you oh. took with you to college? I would say individuality. Um, and just reminding me that it's okay to not fit, you know, the status quo or uh, just, you know, the image that everybody likes to like place on you. Because um, I feel like a lot of times people like to enlist their own vision on your life, um, but that's not that's not their life to do that with. Um, and so my parents, especially my mom, um, really taught me that. It's okay not to not to do what everybody else is doing. It's okay um, to be different because at the end of the day, like people are drawn to that um, because people are drawn to things that that they seek in themselves. Um, they may not know it or they may not know that that's what they're doing, but it's likely that's it's oftentimes what they're doing. Um, and so yeah, I think you know my parents are a constant reminder to me of that um, and how they've just always been consistent. Um, in my life and in the lives of, you know, their friends. Um, and they've also been an example of intentionality. They've been that example of, 
you know, picking people wisely and, um, you know, who's going to influence me. Um, and yeah, so they've, that's just one of the many things that they've, that they've taught me. You know, you and I talked about this a little bit before the podcast started and we're probably, you and I are probably going to get in trouble because this podcast is probably going to go longer supposed to go, but we're going to press on and see what happens. But, um, so you know, and I know that not everyone enters into this space with loving parents Mm -hmm. and with the support system Mm -hmm. that we all arrive at different spaces with different storylines behind us. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's been dysfunctional and abusive and negligent and thoughtless. And so what would be your advice at this point? Because I do think you're a very discerning and wise young woman. What would be your advice to young adults that arrive to college or wherever it is, a similar space to yours, but they have not had the same fundamental foundation impetus start as you have had? Mm. What would you say when they feel despondent or in despair or not thought of what would be your words to them? Um, I would say go and seek and go and um, try to find somebody that can, you know, give you um, that advice that you're that you're looking for, um, and that um, just that the role of a parent. And my mom even told me um, told me about this because yeah, not everybody is blessed with with you know the privileges that I have um, in regards to you know my home life and things like that. Um, but also because because it's kind of a foreign concept like it can be like okay what does a parent look like what what does somebody that holds that role actually look like um going off of a feeling and sometimes like there are many relationships that i have in my in in my life that feel just feel right and they feel like they need to be there um and i think a lot of times you know, I said this earlier, people seek things in other people. And so they, they want to be around them and they're drawn to them. Um, and so find somebody like that. They don't always have to be like that much older than you. They don't always have to be, mm. um, you know, they don't have to have the, some title to their name. But if there's always something in somebody else that they can teach you. Um, and so it's about like being open to that and, um, and just being receptive um, and really listening. I think that's that's what I would say. Um, and, but it also takes like just listening to yourself and figuring out what do I need? You know, what about me do I need to work on? Um, and everybody has, you know, something that they have to work on. And that's why we're not put on this earth alone. You know, we can't walk this journey alone because can't go through cutting yeah. people out. So that's right. Because we, the self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be, and age is not it's ever going, right? Mm-hmm. You're a young woman and I'm older in this season and still ever growing and evolving and learning from others mm-hmm. and to be thoughtful and discerning so that you do not attach yourself to people that are not taking care of themselves mm-hmm. well. All right, Jordan, takeaways. Um, okay, so I'd say my takeaways, I have three words. Um, it's one, to be humble, two, um, discovery and three to listen. Um, and so, you know, humble yourself in whatever situation you're in and realize that, um, you're not, you're not the only one that knows something. And 
whatever room you're in with whatever age of um, people you're in, you can always learn something. Um, and so walk into a space with that, walk into a conversation, walk into an argument, um, ready to learn. Um, and I think, I think that is a better way of practicing listening and practicing being an active listener um, and to kind of like swallow your pride a little bit. Um, and I would say the second thing, um, this is kind of geared towards parents a little bit, but also um, towards students, but uh, college is a time of discovery. And um, a lot of times, you know, we're going to fall, but I think for students, it's important to realize that there needs to be somebody in your life, if that's a parent, if that's somebody else that you've um, brought into your life that you can you can trust to catch you like in a trust fall um but it's also important to to sit down reflect and learn about yourself and to be introspective and to be um to be on your own sometimes and just listen to yourself listen to your thoughts and listen to what's going on um and that leads me to my next point of listening and just listening to others and listening to just to hear um and learning from people and just being there to to hear them speak because oftentimes people just want people just want to be heard um and so just being present with them um and and swallowing that oh what am i going to say next sort of idea because i think it's important um because if you if you're so worried about about what you're going to say next then you can't hear and learn from other people and then you just kind of stay in the same place. So. I cannot tell you what a privilege it has been to have you here, Thank you. to see you, to hear you, and to value you, which it sounds like you're saying every young adult and every human being desires. And so what a privilege it has been. We hope that this has been relevant and that it has been helpful to our listening audience. And until we meet again, we hope that you will find rest for your souls. Take care. As we bring another episode to a close, we want to thank you and check out our website at miaembro.com. That's M-I-A-M-B-R-O-H.com. Leave us a message or feedback. Also make sure you subscribe to the podcast to receive the latest episodes. And join us next time as we discuss... What's on your souls?